It's Wednesday, March 17, 2021. Hi, I'm Rich Grimshaw here doing my daily podcast practice, and that's practice with a capital P because I'm just showing up every day to read something that might unwittingly be amusing or interesting, but more likely will be as drab and tedious as sorting mail. Okay? Okay. It's not great. It's not even mediocre, but it is free. It's sustainable, it's ethically sourced, so it's easy on the conscience, easy to consume. You're welcome. You know what today is? Today is the Feast of St. Patrick, the foremost patron saint of Ireland. The foremost. I see that qualified. I don't know what the other patron saints are, but according to Wikipedia, the Feast of St. Patrick is a cultural and religious celebration held on March 17, the traditional death date of St. Patrick. And they give the dates 385 to 461. I guess that's A.D. or after the Common Era. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. St. Patrick's Day was made an official Christian feast day in the early 17th century and is observed by the Catholic Church, the Anglican Communion, the Eastern Orthodox Church, and the Lutheran Church. The day commemorates St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland and celebrates the heritage and culture of the Irish in general. Celebrations generally involve public parades and festivals and the wearing of green attire or shamrocks. Christians who belong to liturgical denominations also attend church services. And historically, the Lenten restrictions on eating and drinking alcohol were lifted for the day, which has encouraged and propagated the holiday tradition of alcohol consumption. I I never knew that. I have learned something new today. That's great. St. Patrick's Day is a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, and the Canadian province of Newfoundland and Labrador, and the British Overseas Territory of Montserrat. It's also widely celebrated in the United Kingdom, Canada, United States, Brazil, Argentina, Australia, and New Zealand, especially among the Irish diaspora. St. Patrick's Day is celebrated in more countries than any other national festival. Modern celebrations have been greatly influenced by those of the Irish diaspora, particularly those that developed in North America. However, there has been criticism of St. Patrick's Day celebrations for having become too commercialized and for fostering negative stereotypes of the Irish people. Somebody's always got to complain. And this festival is celebrated everywhere. Let's see, we have uh, England... Malta, Russia, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, 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 Bosnia and Herzegovina, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Scotland, Switzerland, Lithuania, Japan, Korea, Malaysia, Montserrat, the International Space Station. Let me read this. Astronauts on board the International Space Station have celebrated the festival in different ways. Irish-American Catherine Coleman played a hundred-year-old flute belonging to Matt Malloy and a tin whistle belonging to Paddy Maloney, both members of the Irish music group The Chieftains, while floating weightless in the space station on St. Patrick's Day in 2011. Her performance was later included in a track called The Chieftains in Orbit on the group's album Voice of Ages. <laughs> Astronaut Chris Hadfield took photographs of Ireland from Earth orbit and a picture of himself wearing green clothing in the space station 
and posted them online on St. Patrick's Day in 2013. He also posted online a recording of himself singing Danny Boy in space. (laughs) I'm looking at a picture of Chris, and he's not only dressed in green, he's got a green bow tie. (laughs) Also celebrated in Canada, Mexico, United States, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand. That's all it lists. Wow. Big, big celebration and a big celebration in Savannah, Georgia, for sure. They go all out on that. Let's go to a phrase, and I'm switching it up on on the phrases. I'm going to the phrase finder. The URL is phrases.org.uk. And the reason I'm switching this up is because they give a little bit more background on stuff. So let's go to their feature is most popular today. The number one on most popular today is you've never had it so good. Let's click on that. And it says you've never had it so good. The 1950s political slogan you've never had it so good was used to attempt to persuade the electorate that their fortunes were best served by the party in power. It was made popular by Harold Macmillan, who was British Prime Minister from 1957 to 1963, who obtained it from a U.S. political slogan. In 57, Macmillan made a speech in Bedford, U.K. to his fellow conservatives in which he offered the opinion that, let us be frank about it, most of our people have never had it so good. In the speech, he celebrated the success of Britain's post-war economy while at the same time urging wage restraint and warning against inflation. He was mimicking the line of the U.S. Democratic Party, which used You Never Had It So Good as a slogan in the 1952 election campaign. That slogan may have been picked up from popular idiomatic usage in the U.S. as this piece from the U.S. newspaper, The Sunday Morning Star, September 1945, indicates, quote, We used to have a little joke in the Army when GIs were griping. What are you complaining about? You never had it so good in your life. The line remains one of the few things that made British people now remember of Macmillan. <laughs> so he faded into obscurity. I, I don't recognize the name. Although the family name Macmillan is close to my heart. I love the Macmillans. So that was a phrase. Let's go to the random question. And the generated random question today is, what has been your biggest financial mistake? Oh, oh, there are so many to choose from. So many. I think the most painful one was when the multi-dollar general contracting firm of Culver and Grimshaw, Inc. bought a developed subdivision, a very small one. And it had problems, and we bought it just before the economy was tanking in 2007-2008. We couldn't do anything with it, and and we were in trouble. We were deeply upside down. And just by sheer will and effort, we were able to find a buyer who was a good match, and I think they did pretty well with it. But, oh, I, I lost a lot of sleep over that. Just a lot of sleep. That... That taught me a lot of lessons. (laughs) You know, uh, my friend Chris Todd used to say, Rich, when you're learning something, you can bet it's costing you money. (laughs) And he was right. I learned a lot about that, and it did cost me a lot of money. Although not, not nearly as much as I had feared. And it didn't sink the ship. So that was the biggest financial mistake 
I made that I can recall right now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I know you have a lot of things to do today, and despite that, you've managed to invest eight or nine or ten minutes of it with me listening to this, and I thank you for that. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thank you.